Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. I guess then rewinding back towards, yes, uh, my biggest critique with the film, and it's, I said this after I left the theater, I was like, I am aware that an MPA rating does not impact the quality of a film. I actually really do wish we had seen a lot more of the body horror elements for me personally to make it more effective, but I think that you might feel differently, and some people do, so have at it. Yeah, I think part of this is some of the inspirations that M. Night was drawing from. So he did mm -hmm. make a mention in a couple of the reviews, or sorry, interviews that came out of Tribeca, where he said that he was drawing from Japanese and Australian films. And I couldn't find any articles where he elaborated on the Japanese films. But for the Australian films, he talked about things like Walkabout and Picnic at Hanging Rock. Mm. And those are films that play not just with time but also have a kind of hallucinatory surreal element to them where you can't quite trust everything that you're seeing but there's also a bit of a haze and it's reflective of the character's mental states so whenever the camera pans kind of slowly away and it's often in like 180 or 360 degrees and it's often away from gore or yeah. big things that are happening. It's, to me, reflective of the fact that, A, people can't quite handle what they're seeing. So it's putting us into the mind of these people by being like, and you just slowly look away. And when you come back, because everything is happening so quickly, the trauma has passed. The gore has passed. So mm. I didn't mind it. But I 100% accept why people would not enjoy this. And it's not like I'm saying, oh, give me the gore. I mean, like, we get the tumor removal scene, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. But even then, I was like, can I get some better, like, Foley work on it that makes it sound more gooey? <laughs> you wanted this to be more visceral. Very much so, which is funny coming off of talking about the boy, the boy next door, the boy behind <laughs> the door last week. Which was a visceral film with, without being very gory, but I felt everything in that movie. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, I didn't really feel everything here, with the exception okay. <laughs> of Abby Lee's death. Which, A, I think Abby Lee's the best part of this movie. Like, both her performance and her character. I okay. actually wanted more of her, just because right. I was interested in it. Okay. Maybe it's me liking bitchy women and her, her delivery of, you've got us involved in all this island stuff. <laughs> 